Hey, just a heads up, this episode is full of spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, I recommend watching it and then coming back and listening. Otherwise, I might just ruin it for you. Hey, and thanks for listening to a special episode of Seen Anything Good, a podcast about movies and TV shows. I'm Scott, and the reason why this one's special today is because we're talking about a movie that I've been looking forward to for quite some time, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Now, the reason why it's special is because, as you heard at the beginning, this one's going to have spoilers, and we're going to get a little bit more in-depth than I've gotten with things that I've seen in the past so buckle up and take a listen if you haven't seen the movie yet I recommend pausing going to watch and coming back because otherwise some of this might not make sense and it's definitely going to ruin it for you so to get the facts out of the way about the movie it was directed by Adam Wingard it's a sequel to both Godzilla King of the Monsters from 2019 and Kong Skull Island 2017 It's the 36th film in the Godzilla franchise and the 12th film in the King Kong franchise. Can't keep a good monster down. It stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, Shun Oguri, Isa Gonzalez, Julian Dennison, Lance Reddick, Kyle Chandler, and Demian Beecher. That ain't right, but it's as close as I'm going to get to it. It was announced in October 2015 when Legendary Pictures announced plans for a shared cinematic universe between Godzilla and King Kong. Thank you, Marvel Cinematic Universe, for making all these other shared cinematic universes possible. A writer's room was assembled in March 2017, and Wingard was announced as director in May of 2017. Principal photography began in November 2018 in Hawaii, Australia, and Hong Kong, and the movie wrapped in April 2019. Like everything else in the theaters, the release was delayed due to COVID from November of 2020 to March 24th, 2021, theatrically internationally, and March 31st in U.S. theaters and on HBO Max. Now, the plot is set five years after Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Kong lives in a big dome on Skull Island. There's the storm that surrounds the island that we saw in the first Kong movie wiped out the natives and made it unsafe. The the storm has basically taken over the island. The last of the natives, the Iwi, her name is Gia, she's a little girl, she's deaf, she befriends Kong and the two form a bond. She's also Irene Andrews, who's played by Hall, who is, if you will remember, she was the botanist from the second Iron Man movie. She's her adoptive daughter. Now we 
flash to Bernie Hayes, who works for Apex Cybernetics and hosts a Titan Conspiracy podcast. Titans are what they call the monsters now. And he is embedded, as he calls it, in Apex Cybernetics and says he's going to get the truth about what's going on there. Well, he stumbles on some secret data right as Godzilla comes out of nowhere and mysteriously attacks Apex for no reason. Now we pick up Madison Russell, who is from King of the Monsters, and her friend Josh, Firefist from Deadpool 2, by the way. And they track Bernie down, and they try and figure out what happened. So we got Eleven from Stranger Things, and we got Firefist from Deadpool 2 trying to track down this podcaster who... For whatever reason, they feel has answers on what's going on. Now, the Apex CEO, Walter Simmons, who is played by that Demian Beecher, recruits Skarsgård, or Tarzan, as he was also played, who is a hollow earth theorist, as a guide to search for this power source that they believe is available in Hollow Earth to help develop a weapon to stop Godzilla. Now this strange reverse gravity thing prevents people from going there as they get crushed. Yet somehow from Godzilla King of the Monsters, that submarine that they were on when they were tracking Godzilla seemed to do okay. Or maybe they just didn't get all the way to Hollow Earth. Maybe it was like a rest stop or something. Or just, you know, where Godzilla was crashing. Um, they seem to do alright. Must not have been Hollow Earth. Who knows. So anyways, Tarzan explains his brother was there. And he found the entrance. And he got there and he got crushed. But the very Latino, Demian Beecher guy. Who for some reason is named Walter Simmons. And Ren Sirizawa, who was the son of the guy from The Last Samurai, who was in the first Godzilla movie and then died in Godzilla King of Monsters, said they got a craft that'll take all that pressure and without getting crushed and get them there. Okay, cool. Sounds like a plan. So all of a sudden, we're on a ship in the ocean and they're transporting Kong to Antarctica, staying away from where Godzilla usually goes. But of course, everybody's seeing the trailer, and there's a big fight in the water, and it was all kinds of cool because Godzilla and Kong are trading blows. And they fight to basically a standstill. Godzilla takes off, Kong's all kinds of wiped out, tired, and they decide to put Kong in a big net helicopter in there. Kind of should have led with that one, I'm thinking. If, you know, Godzilla lives in the water and he could sense that Kong was out and in the water. Probably should have led with helicopter in him there. But, you know, it ain't my movie. Alright, so then we go back and we find Eleven, Firefist, and Bernie. They've stowed away and they've broken into Apex and they're all the ruins and they're trying to find stuff and they find the creepy skull crawler things from the Kong movie and all of a sudden they're transported via this underground monorail from Florida to Hong Kong 
which took like a couple hours. Um, and they briefly mentioned a stop at Roswell, New Mexico in the background through the intercom system. So that could be foreshadowing for another movie. We'll have to wait and see. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, a couple hours later, they went from being in Pensacola, Florida to Hong Kong. And they enter this room, and it's this big, gigantic room, and out walks Mechagodzilla, which has been around for a while because they had him in, I believe, one or two other Godzilla movies. And they released this giant skull crawler and to fight Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla just picks him up and just cuts him right in half, and it's over before it even begins. And as soon as he kills them, he powers down. They don't have enough juice to actually run them. Um, they begin snooping around some more, and it turns out the Ghidra skull from the end credit scene in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is what's actually controlling Mechagodzilla. The Ren Shirazawa is actually sitting inside the skull, and they're using a psychic interface for him to pilot Mechagodzilla, which I gotta say is a pretty cool idea and different way of going about it, pretty neat. Um, he's just sitting in there using his brain and piloting Mechagodzilla. That, that's all kinds of cool. So we get to Kong, and he's chilling on this helicopter ride, and they set him down. He's in Antarctica and they get him to go into the big hole in Antarctica that leads all the way to the entrance to hollow earth and so they're following them and they get there and it's this big huge ordeal and everybody looks like they're about to throw up or get turned inside out or something and all of a sudden they land in what looks like Skull Island kinda um, very cool looking they got monsters there. They had these big, huge flying snake-looking things that Kong had to fight, of course, um, which was all kinds of cool-looking. Um, so there was definitely a Skull Island feel because it looked like it. There was um, monsters like it. There was a point where gravity reversed itself again while he was in there. Um, the stuff they did with the whole hollow earth was by far one of the coolest parts of the movie i thought um it, it was very cool um so he's making his way and he seems like he knows exactly where he's going and he gets to these two gigantic doors and he sees this red handprint that matches his so he pushes these doors open and he sees a throne and it's definitely and he sees a statue of a of a Kong I guess you would call it looks just like him and he sees a gigantic axe embedded into a skeleton on the floor he picks it up and he's all kinds of happy because you know he's home he can tell the axe is made from one of Godzilla's dorsal plates Godzilla knows something up because he turns and he heads makes a straight line for Hong Kong he gets there and he just starts using that atomic breath if you will, I guess, and just starts digging a hole into the ground. And next thing you know, he's burned a hole all the way to hollow earth, destroys that throne that Kong was sitting in because he sensed the axe, I guess. 
Um, and all of a sudden he's made this hole from Hong Kong all the way to Hollow Earth. I guess they had a shortcut that they didn't know about. Um, cool. Either way, I I'm all for it. Um, Kong goes through the hole. Everybody else goes through the hole to get back out. And them two start going at it. Um, seeing them two fight. I mean, they've been building for this. They had a little bit of a fight when they were on the ships. And that was kind of cool. Um, seeing them two fight in Hong Kong. You got all of this neon. Which kind of added to it, in my opinion. Made it just that much cooler. These two are just throwing down. You've seen the trailer where you see... Godzilla with the atomic breath and Kong blocking it with something. It was that axe. The the dorsal plate was absorbing all of that atomic breath. It, them two just slugging it out. I gotta say, I'm a big King Kong fan, but I like Godzilla too. Godzilla put a beat down on Kong. I, I have to admit that I do believe that Godzilla did win the fight between Godzilla and Kong. Um, out of nowhere out comes Mechagodzilla. And he is just beating Godzilla. It ain't, it's not even close. He is just far superior to Godzilla in any way because he has just taken over the energy source that they were after. They found it and they got it to power Godzilla and God, Mechagodzilla. And Mechagodzilla basically came to life killed the monologuing bad guy which was good because you know can't have enough of that um, killed the pilot Ren Shirazawa just overloaded his brain so I basically Mechagodzilla is I guess it would be Ghidra inside there because they were using Ghidra's brain something they didn't explain it don't care all i know is mechagodzilla was alive and functioning under his own power and just kicking godzilla up one side of hong kong and down the other um the little girl jai she convinced kong to help godzilla and the two of them together of course team up and beat mechagodzilla and kong tears his head off and that that was the end of mechagodzilla um I mean, all in all, it, 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 the fight scenes between the two of them, and then you add Mechagodzilla into it, and you got the three of them fighting. I mean, it was... I grew up watching these movies. I loved them whenever they were on on Saturday afternoons. Um, I've said that previously when I talked about this monster versus they called it. Um, I've always been a big fan of these. Watched everyone that was on and loved to see the big guy in the rubber suit jumping up and down and destroying Japan and all that um, this is no different it's just the special effects they go all out and it was just it was just as good as the other ones if not more so I, I have to say that I was a big fan of of the of the whole thing I enjoyed it from start to finish um, it was good and so the movie ends you know Kong is back in Hollow Earth Tarzan, Iron Man, Two Lady, and Jai—they're monitoring God, or they're monitoring Kong. Don't know what happened to Godzilla. We assume that he just went back into the ocean to make sure that everything else was staying as it should, and that no other Titan was coming to challenge. Um, 
haven't seen or heard anything else about any more movies. Hopefully there will be because uh, I think whatever they're doing, they're doing an excellent job of it. The hard part, I think, would be just coming up with a good story. Um, so what I liked about the movie, um, the fight scenes. All the fight scenes were just fantastic. It didn't matter who was fighting because... Let's face it, that's what these movies are about. It doesn't matter what else is going on, you watching these movies because you want to see these monsters fight each other and you are not disappointed in any of these fights. They're all good. I like Tarzan in the movie. I like the lady from Iron Man 2 and I like the little girl Jai especially. Um, they were the essential human characters. Along with the Walter guy and Ren Shirazawa, um, I would have liked don't know why they named him Walter because this guy had a massive accent but somehow his name was Walter Simmons I still don't understand that but you know whatever um, Kong's axe was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in any of these monster movies I don't ever remember them having anything like that that was cool the effects of hollow earth that was pretty awesome how they designed that it was like skull island on steroids it was pretty awesome i have to say i read that the design of mechagodzilla was inspired by how bad the transformers looked in the movies um that was obvious because mechagodzilla looked good no doubt about it there was no unnecessary bells and whistles as they put it in the interview that i read um, he was just all Mechagodzilla with no wasted time or space, and he looked impressive. Um, once again, they, they're they taking something that's been done and redone, obviously with 26 other Godzilla movies, and they gave it a fresh take. They didn't just retread it and put a different coat of paint on it and say, here, here's a new Godzilla movie. They actually did something different yet again, um, which I found, again, thoroughly entertaining and enjoyed it. The dislikes. Eleven, Firefist, and Bernie. Eleven's dad, Monarch, all of them. They had no reason to be in the film whatsoever. They very easily could have told the story without them being in it. And they were a waste of time and space in the movie. I mean, I don't mind a long movie, but they were filler, plain and simple. You could have told the story. Had that monorail from Pensacola to Hong Kong, you could have introduced it by just having Walter and Ren ride it. You didn't need all this other nonsense with them in it it was a complete waste of time you could have trimmed a little bit off the movie and made it even more palatable um, those characters did not need to be in the movie at all there was absolutely no reason for them to be in there um, other than that just minor little things like how it took such a huge effort for them to get to hollow earth but Godzilla can blast a hole from Hong Kong to there and all they got do is just jump into it and they're back without any of the ill effects um you know it, it's a movie and you're going into it to forget about what's going on and and suspend belief so 
that's fine. It, it's nitpicky at best, but you know, I saw that and I'm like, huh, it was this huge ordeal to get there, but you know, let Godzilla blast a hole there and you can just fly right through. Um, again, nitpicky, nothing really to worry about. Doesn't take away from the film at all. It's just something that I thought was odd. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, the film currently sits 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. The audience gives it a 92%, so it's certified fresh. Um, so I like it, and I'm not the only one. It's very well received by both the critics and the fans. I can't recommend it enough. I've watched it twice already, and we'll probably watch it again before it goes off of HBO Max on the 30th. And then I'll probably buy it on Amazon Prime when it's available. Well, that's all I got for this episode. Um, you can check me out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash SAG podcast, on Twitter at, at SeenAnything, and on Instagram at Podcaster Scott. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and I will catch you next time. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.